0: to Thank You for Toilet Paper, A History of the Little Things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Now this week's topic was suggested by a friend of mine, so I'm excited to talk about what she suggested, and that is planners. And I love planners, so this is going to be fun. Growing up, I remember my mother constantly carrying around a planner. She usually went with the Franklin Planner, and it was typically either green or maroon. In it, she had her contacts, her grocery lists, her calendars, and appointments for the week. My mother was very good at getting loads of things done during the day. She was always on the go. I grew up keeping track of my own appointments in a calendar, mostly because I couldn't keep it in my head, but if I had it written down or added to my phone calendars with an alert, then I could peacefully let it leave my head, which was space that I needed for other essentials like movie quotes. <laughs> I love calendars and planners because it does keep my head just a little bit less crowded. Diaries, personal planners, whatever you might call them, have traditionally had a few different sections. These include a calendar, an address book, blank sheets of paper, space to write notes or a journal. While there are a number of different iterations of this type of tool to help people organize our times, one of the precursors to this organizing tool was the almanac. The almanac was published once a year and typically contained information about crops and weather, tide dates, the best time for farmers to plant, uh, rising and setting times of sun, religious festivals, when there would be an eclipse, etc. Almanacs could be customized with specific events for different groups like farmers, sailors, or astronomers. One of the earliest accounts of an almanac we have was made by Roger Bacon in 1267, this entry in Latin detailed different movements of the moon and other planets or stars. Some have suggested that the word almanac comes from the Greek word meaning calendar. However, this is an assumption, as the only reference that we have in ancient text is by Eusebius, who quotes Porphyry, who describes an Egyptian use of astrological charts from which the word could also have been derived, as the Egyptian word for the chart was almanetiaca, The word almanac could also have been derived from a Spanish-Arabic term, although this is also debated. The earliest text that we consider to be a sort of almanac dates back to the middle of the second millennium BC, one of which was a Babylonian almanac that gave advice on good and bad days and what to do on those days. Another Egyptian almanac would give advice about three specific moments in each day that were good moments or bad moments, as well as what to do during those moments. Many of these pieces of advice were derived from observations of the heavens. A Greek almanac called a parapegma existed as a stone with holes in it for pegs that could be moved around into the proper day of the month. Parapegma was also the title of a book written by Democritus Ptolemy, in which could be found a list of dates for changes in the weather, when stars would appear, sunrises and sunsets, and that sort of thing. According to this book, the weather was tied to astronomy. Almanacs can be connected to ancient Babylonian tables of astronomy used to predict lunar and planetary movement and phenomena. Almanacs can also be connected to tables called zij used in medieval Islamic astronomy. Modern almanacs are more precise when it comes to planetary movements, whereas more ancient means of tracking the planets, like the Babylonian or Ptolemaic or the zij tables, still required some computation. The earliest example of this type of modern almanac that didn't require the computation was created by Abu Ishaq Ibrahim al-Zakali in 1088. With almanacs, horoscopes and predictions of the future were also included with the predictions of planetary and lunar movements. In 1150, Solomon Jarkas created the first quote-unquote modern version of almanacs, and many others continued to create different versions of almanacs over the next few hundred years. In 1457, the first printed almanac was printed in Mainz, Germany, by Gutenberg. This was even before he printed the Bible later in the 17th century almanacs were the most popular printed material in england second only to the bible it got to the point where people also began to publish satirical versions of almanacs one such example was printed in the 1500s and was penned by a writer who used the pseudonym poor richard of the burnt island and this poor richard character created poor robin's almanac according to adam smith's book the elizabethan top 10 defining printing popularity in early modern england one entry from 1664 of Poor Robin's Almanac read, quote, This month we may expect to hear of the death of some man, woman, or child, either in Kent or Christendom. Close quote. In the United States, the first almanac printed in the colonies was William Pierce's Almanac called An Almanac Calculated for New England. It was published in 1639. The Cambridge and Boston area of Massachusetts became the hub for publishing almanacs. Later, in the latter half of the 18th century, Philadelphia took over as the main hub for almanac printing. Here, Benjamin Franklin printed his poor Richard's almanac from 1732 to 1758. Many others continued to produce various almanacs, including a free African-American man named Benjamin Banneker, who published his almanac from 1792 to 1797. George Washington and others would use almanacs and insert their own blank pages for notes into the book and then use this combination of almanac and kind of blank pages to record how he spent his time. He would record when he rode his horse, who came to call, and more. The almanacs of the colonists provided a ton of useful information, from when the sun would rise and set to the locations of nearby inns, weather predictions, local postage stamp rates, and more. Although this functioned more as a diary, it was a precursor to modern-day planners. In 1773, in colonial America, Robert Aitkins, who was an aspiring publisher at the time, claimed to have created the first American daily planner. His creation organized time by a week at a time, and his planner focused mostly on business transactions and left room for notes about purchases. His initial planner, however, did fail. Later, as the Industrial Revolution began to take off in the United States, people began to see a greater need for organizing their time so that by the 1850s, various means for keeping track of time, from ledgers to accounting books and other types of blank books, were more in vogue. By the Civil War in the United States, Union soldiers were carrying blank books into battle, and post-Civil War era diaries or planners became more of a basic need. A couple of other popular planners were produced and were called the Standard Diary and the American Diary. According to a Boston Globe article called The Daily Planner and American History, written by Molly McCarthy, these daily planners carried with them almost a moral call to action. This call was steeped in a variety of Christian approaches to the notion of keeping a record of one's life, as well as the responsibility to use one's time wisely or improve upon their time. This idea of improving their time was steeped in the notion of self-improvement with some religious roots, as well as general ambitions for the American dream and improving their situation in a more secular manner as well. In 1900, John Wanamaker of the Wanamaker Department Store came up with the innovative idea of pairing the Daily Planner with his store's catalog. Wanamaker is considered an innovator in advertising and a marketing pioneer, and he later served as the U.S. Postmaster General. This Wanamaker diary made ads a part of daily life at the bottom of the screen, as it were. These diaries with the ads printed in them as well were a step up from the almanac and made advertisements more a part of daily American life. Now, on the other side of the world, Gustav Grossman published a precursor to the planner that included a letter on how to use the 200-page book he printed it in the 1930s. Grossman had been a psychologist and an advertiser and so included in his creation the idea of using the planner as a tool to stimulate growth, to reach goals and achieve happiness through organization. Grossman had a huge vision of his planner being a tool to allow the user to create new dreams, new goals, and imagine new futures for themselves, ultimately creating the life that they wanted. Changing wishes into realities, developing self-respect as one keeps commitments to oneself, and ultimately shaping our own lives through progress that could be recorded, checked, measured, or reviewed on the daily through this planner. Grossman saw his tool as something that was available to all social classes at the time, thereby undermining the societal hierarchy that was prevalent. By the end of the 20th century, personal planners, calendars, and the like made the switch to a digital platform, where most of us now carry some sort of organizing app on our phone. These days, modern almanacs, too, have expanded to give information covering the globe. They also include short summaries of recent history or relevant topics, government, economics, business, health, science, and tech, transportation, and more. Almanacs have become more of a hub for recording and sharing information. Following part of Grossman's ideology around planners, planners can be tools that can help us organize our thoughts, our lives, and ultimately create a structured approach to achieving our goals and creating the life that we want for ourselves. They can help us envision and achieve and create the future that we want. So I am grateful for planners and I guess now almanacs I gotta go find one because I haven't read through one yet but like that sounds really interesting. So for the role they play in helping us shape and create the lives that we want to live I am so grateful for planners also because I have way too much stuff going in my head you know as the aforementioned really important details of movie quotes so I am grateful for planners to help keep me organized and all of us organized and help us achieve our goals. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to my friend who suggested this topic as well. Thank you for this. This was super interesting to study and I hope you all enjoyed it. And I hope you have a marvelous day.